Approaches. Blow the whistle, blow the whistle, blow the whistle, they can't hold a flame against you, blow the whistle, blow the whistle, blow the whistle, got the game, it ain't no issue, blowing the whistle, I had enough with you, the championship, it is gone, ain't listen to you, I can't give it to you, cause you don't know what I've been on, this is the coaches, podcast, ripping up everything, off that, What is going on, everybody? Welcome into the Fantasy Coaches Podcast. I am your host, as always, Coach Steve. Um, Away from my normal area this week, as you can see, my background looks a little more different, a little more wholesome. Looks like someone actually lives in my house. Uh, I'm on the road today, but uh, got to have football still, guys. So, as always, let me introduce Coach Dibbs to the program. Coach Dibbs, what's going on, buddy? What up? What up? Ain't much. Trying to rebound. Let's get a... Week nine started up. There's been uh, some crazy news. It's been like a hell of a week news-wise, but it's time to simmer down, lock them lineups up, and it's ready to rock. That is true. Yeah, we're getting close. Trade deadlines are actually starting to kick in, too. I went through all my leagues and said, where are my trade deadlines? I have no idea. And like three of them or five of them are like next week. I'm like, Shh, I better start doing some work then. So uh, <laughs> it's, t- it's go time, guys. We're in the back half of the eight now. And it is time to go. So on today's episode, guys, we're going to be talking, obviously, our starting sits for week nine. We're going to talk about a little bit of news. But before we get doing all that fun stuff, I got to introduce our amazing guest tonight. Jorge Martin, what is going on, my friend? How are you? Uh, muy bien, muy bien. How you doing, my friends? How you doing? Uh, happy Movember. I've got one of these going on. So it's nice. not a caterpillar that just came up and died on my uh, on my upper lip. But uh, thank you for having me, guys. This is uh, I, I always love hanging out with you guys. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So before we get started, I uh, just let everyone know, uh, you know, where they can find you on social media. And again, you know, just tell us real quick about your pod again. You know, it's been a while since we've had you on, so. Oh, yeah. Well, you can find me on Twitter at Jorge Martin 17. So uh, I push out all my content out there. Uh, do You can also find us Familia FFB. That's the name of our our podcast. Uh, I like to call it uh, uh, fantasy football with a little sabor Latino, a little Latin flavor. Uh, so I do it with I host it with a couple of my cousins and I do some solo shows, bring on some guests from time to time. And really, it's just uh, it, it's, uh, you know, I throw some spanglish in there definitely a lot of food talk uh, a lot of tacos uh, as we've food. talked about before <laughs> as we've <laughs> talked about uh, before a couple times but really it's just uh, uh you know just uh, I, I, it's uh, kind of diver- helping diversify a little bit the fantasy football community and making sure that uh you know so many other voices uh get get heard and uh you know, maybe even connect with some people. I've even, as crazy as it is, I've connected with people uh, via Twitter in like the hometown of my parents uh, in Mexico. So uh, that's awesome. No, it's, 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 uh, and you know what? The, it's it's amazing how the common language is football. So got to. Oh yeah, gotta, always. Yeah, it always is. Now I love that. So guys, if you aren't already following him, do so now because uh, I've listened to their pod and you guys are great over there. I love listening to you guys when I get a chance to, and it is always a good, it's always a good episode to listen to. So, uh, Oh, if you guys can also like, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. So just from me, the FFB is all around. It's, e- it's easy to find us. So Absolutely. thank you. So if you guys can please do so. So love that. So we got some news to talk about today, boys, and there's a lot to go around here. I'm going to name off some of the less conversational pieces first here. 
Uh, James Robinson has yet to practice this week. That could be a no-no for him this week. Dak Prescott looks like he's back, ready to go. Devontae Adams is back. Love that. No more COVID for him. Uh, uh, will return from the IR, and he did practice today. I, I don't probably think he's playing this week, but more than likely he'll be back possibly the f- after their bye week. I think they have a bye in week 10, so Dave Montgomery is coming back. Sam Donald still has yet to practice this week. Uh, Kyle Murray has not practiced yet this week, but coaches said that he doesn't need to practice the play. A.J. Green and Noah Fan both hit the COVID list, but I believe they're both vaccinated, so there's a good chance that they might not have to miss this game, but we don't know still. Christian McCaffrey is limited and has practiced for the first time in quite a while. Uh, Tyrod Taylor is back at the starting quarterback for the Houston Texans. Blake Jarwin likely out in Week 9. Again, he's not a big thing, but it might help Dalton Schultz out a little bit. DeAndre Hopkins did not practice today. Uh, Saquon Barkley... Did test, uh, did have a COVID scare, but I believe he did test negative. So, if as long as he's healthy in terms of his ankle injury, he should be okay to play Sunday. But again, that's still up in the air. But the one thing I want to mention real quick here is obviously the big news that dropped, I think it was Monday night or Sun Monday night or Tuesday. Night, I forget. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, guys, out with COVID. We know that he's not vaccinated. Supposedly, he was immune or <laughs> kind of gave us the idea he was vaccinated. Uh, but he's not, and he's absolutely out for this Sunday's game. And there's a slight chance he could miss the following week against Seattle. What does this do for you guys? Does it lower the whole Packers offense with Jordan Love not starting quarterback? Or hey, I'll let you start. Uh, I think every, I think I want to. The only guys I want to start are Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones. It, it, it's really tough, even though it's a great matchup for them. Uh, Mar- you know, losing Robert Tanyan. You got Mar- you could have all the tight end targets going to Mar- uh, Mercedes Lewis, uh, you know, the the creaky old guy. But hey, you know what? I think the I think the Chiefs are number thirty one against the tight end, and it's just uh, it's just and you know they're going to be you have to throw, and and tight ends are that crutch for for young quarterbacks. So, but yeah, De- Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones are the guys I really are. I'm, I'm looking to start maybe AJ Dillon because they might rely on the run some. That's definitely a smart thinking on that. I like that a lot. Coach Jibs? Uh, for me, it's going to be the same to Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams. I think the Packers probably will probably see similar if so like Aaron Rodgers did last week without Devontae Adams, just kind of mulling around, running the ball, utilizing Aaron Jones in the passing game. So I figured those two will be reliable. Obviously, Devontae Adams is the premier wide receiver, and he's always a short intermediate threat with his route running. So I think those two will stand out in the short term. No, no, definitely love that. I really don't want to beat around the bush because I kind of agree with you guys on that for sure. I, it's just that, you know, we have to realize that COVID is definitely got taken apart in football and you just have to adjust to the situation here. You know, you got to make sure you have depth. I think depth in these last couple of years now have been more important than ever because if you don't have any depth and these things happen, you kind of have to just deal with it and hope that you can survive those time frames. That losing a quarterback, especially a guy like Aaron Rodgers, is huge for a fantasy team. So, Harry, you know, kind of know what that means right now with your fantasy yeah. team. Mentioned about oh. Aaron yeah, Rodgers. The league, the league we're in, where you know, Aaron, I've been riding Aaron Rodgers, uh, but I really don't have a second quarterback. It's him and Davis Mills are my are my only two viable guys. But yeah, and you know what? I, and it, hopefully he's okay because. We know that for the unvaccinated, COVID is no joke. So hopefully he comes out okay and 
uh, I know some people have said that, you know, it hits him pretty hard. I know Cam Newton last year, it hit him pretty hard and he wasn't really the same the second half of the season after, after he got COVID. So fingers crossed, thinking good thoughts for you, A-Rod. Yeah, no, and that's honestly a great point. The after effect people don't think about, they just think about, oh, he's out for this game. Hopefully he's back by next one, but he could end up struggling for a good month before he actually physically and like fully recovers from such a, such a, you know, such a disease of virus that's out there. So hope for the best for Aaron Rodgers. So, but uh, in brighter news, guys, let's talk some starting <laughs> for week nine, guys. Let's get to it. Uh, Jorge, we'll start with you, my friend. We'll start with the quarterback position. Who's your quarterback sleeper this week in, in week nine? Well, I think you might be familiar with this uh, team. You know, the Miami going down to Miami, Miami. Tua. Miami. I love Tua this week. I've already I've already put together a DFS lineup with him in it. The the Texans, they're just not good against uh, the pass. They're not good on defense, period. And I just I think Tua is going to be a great play this week. No, and he and he's yeah the last two the last two games where he went up against tough you know kind of bottom level defenses he torched them. You know, it was the it was the Falcons and what was the other one? It was Jaguars. Jaguars, Falcons and Jaguars. And we know the Texans are on that level. That is true. Yes. I'm looking for a big rebound game from and he actually didn't even play that bad last week. I think he finished nope. QB 14 or 15 last week. So it wasn't even that bad, but uh this should be another matchup where he should see possible low on QB one numbers for sure. Love that pick there. Obviously, he's a Dolphins fan. A little bit even more so. <laughs> Coach Jibs, my friend, what do we got for you? This so point? I figured I was just going to go with some bottom feeders this week just because I always seem to pick the guests' picks. So um, if you're playing in the two-quarterback league, this is probably for you. But um, I can't stand watching Ben Roethlisberger play, but I can definitely sign off from being a difference maker this week in fantasy leagues. So if you're playing in a deeper league, I recommend Big Ben just because he'll play the Chicago Bears on Monday Night Football. And the Bears are somewhat average, giving up uh, fancy points to quarterbacks this year. But the last three quarterbacks to face, the Bears have given up at least 23 fancy points and half. I mean, 23 fantasy points in a four point per passing touchdown league. So if you're playing in a six point per touchdown league, I think there's a good chance that Big Ben could throw at least two touchdowns. And I think he's beaten his version this week. So, um, Sign me up for him, like if you're in a really, really good struggle, but hopefully he's on your waiver wire still. <laughs> yeah, most likely he's on waivers and probably most leagues because no, he's just kind of that quarterback that's like, it's Big Ben, but we all know Big Ben's going to get you 15 to 17 fantasy he's points. It. <laughs> it's not great, but maybe in this matchup here, he can finally maybe, because he hasn't actually has a, he hasn't actually put, posted a QB1 season uh, game yet this year, so... Maybe this is the week for Big Ben on Monday Night Football. It's going to be a sad Monday Night Football game. So. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, well, unless you got Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool, because they they hopefully will have big games. A lot the of the Bears have, Johnson, so. yeah, the Bears have been banged up on the on, in their secondary, and they're getting and you know I think I don't know if Khalil Mack's going to be back, so that may get, give more time to Ben Roethlisberger. He needs it because if someone comes after him, he just falls to the ground. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, my quarterback, I, I stuck with the Dolphins game here, and I'm going to the other side of the football game here. And I know how bad Miami's Dolphins defense is as a Dolphins fan. And Tyrod Taylor is back at quarterback now. And when Tyrod was in the first game and a half, he looked really good. Uh, he had a small rushing floor. He just he played well. And I think with, we're playing against the Dolphins, who were allowed the second most fantasy points per game to quarterbacks this year. They've allowed six quarterbacks at least post 250 yards or more. 
and at least two touchdowns this season here. It's a match made in heaven for this game to be somewhat of a shootout game for bad defenses and offenses that kind of just want to throw up numbers against bad defenses. Uh, if you're looking for a replacement option this week, I think Tyrod could fill that void for you. You've seen Davis Mills do it. I don't think Davis Mills is, is anything too great. So I think Tyrod Taylor can lead this team. The weapons are healthy now, especially in the receiving core. I think taking a shot as a streamer option this week makes sense. I sign off on Tyrod too. I sign off. I love that pick. Love that pick. I think this game, this game is going to go way over. It's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to end up being a fun game to watch pitting two not, not great defenses. Yeah. It's going to be a good fantasy game. Maybe not a good football game, but a good fantasy game. That's for sure. So we'll take it. That's all we want. Can't wait (laughs) at the end of the day. And hopefully we can go pull out a win. So, all right. All right. So let's get over to the QB busts, QB lower expectation. We'll call this segment here now. All right. Who do you have as your QB bust this week? Oh, I hate to do it because I really like him and it's going to get uh, Jacksonville not liking me, but uh, I can't, I, I can't endorse tra- playing Trevor Lawrence this week. It's just too big a hill to climb. The The bills are the number one defense against the quarterback, against the running back, against the wide receiver. I mean, it's like, let's see a trend. I know it's a home game for him, but uh, I just, I, I, I don't know. And plus he's not going to have his, he's not going to have his uh, starting running back uh, possibly. So it's going to, they're, they're just going to peel their peel. Uh, the bills are just going to peel their ears back and just go after him. And it's going to be a tough game. It's going to be a long afternoon for him. Yeah, no, uh, he, again, he didn't even look good last week. He threw the ball 50 times and somehow he still performed really bad in fantasy against Seattle, who defense, I, I would say it's average. I wouldn't say it's a great defense, but it, I, I thought it was beatable for sure. And he, he's just not ready yet. He's a rookie, and it's going to take a little bit more time than many people thought he would with Trevor Lawrence. So hopefully yeah, he's going to get things going. He's going to get plenty of he, – he's going to have some games. He's going to have some blow-up games, but he's going to have – this is not going to be one of them. This is going to be a tough tough matchup for him. Unless the Bills get, like, really excited about being in the sunshine for the first time in, <laughs> in a while. So they could be like, oh, wow, we're just going to take, take it easy and then just give him an easy game. That's the only way I go. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> All right, Coach Jibs, my friend, over to you. Wrong way. Over to you. What do we got at QB Bus? I'm dogging my guy this week, Jalen Hurd. So I'm worried about this matchup against Los Angeles Chargers this week. We've seen the Eagles be widely inconsistent this year. And finally, for the first time last week, he finally just let it loose and kind of busted out. Like if he didn't get 70 yards rushing, he would have had a terrible day. But the Eagles won by like 138 or by 38 points or so. So good for me, but bad for fantasy. And I have a lot of shares of Jalen Hurts. But this week, I'm kind of trying to pit it some other options and um i could honestly see in the eagles kind of stick to their trying to stick to their run game plan that they did last week since the chargers are pretty uh terrible against the run so uh, hopefully that kind of works out for him so i don't really see him um he, he won't bust out because i don't see the eagles just uh being consistently in this game so obviously he's going to be on that eagles roller coaster with just hurts but um He's the Chargers defense have allowed Lamar Jackson and Mac Jones last week to kind of under 15 fantasy points. And those guys, Mac Jones being a rookie, Jalen Hurts is kind of like a rookie still. He's throwing less than 50% of his completions. And Lamar Jackson profiling as a running quarterback, which Jalen Hurts is kind of similar. I think those are kind of two 
kind of like pointers to see like where you're going to stand out with uh, Jalen Hurts and maybe that could be like the floor level, but obviously he has a huge ceiling as you've seen like the last eight games or so. Yeah, it's going to be interesting because the only way I feel like he's going to have like two fantasy points at half and then somehow end up with 20 still somehow because they're going to be down and they're going to, he's going to have to rush the ball for like 200 yards or something just to stay fantasy relevant. But it's definitely nerve wracking uh, to have to play Jalen Hurts because you just don't know what you're going to get. So definitely, I definitely get your your concern on that, Jib. So. Yeah, I mean, it only might it might just be the the rushing ability that's going to save his day and keep him as a QB one, because the fact that he, I mean it's going to be tough. I mean, I've seen a, being in LA, uh, I get to see the Chargers very easily, and it, it's just that defense is legit against the pass. They are just I mean they they I, I I saw them just give Patrick Mahomes fits all afternoon, and actually a lot of people have get and you know kind of followed their models. So. Uh, yeah, I'm, uh, uh, it, it hurts. Hurts is going to be tough. It's it's not it's not going to be with the passing that he's going to get a, a good week. No, never. When I drafted him this year, I just told myself if he could get me five fifty rushing yards, like I'll take the five points, and you just make up the rest somehow. And he's done that the whole year, so uh, kind of do myself from the start. But go birds, go birds. <laughs> All right, I love it. All right, so guys, for me. Uh, I went with a guy to lower your expectation on, uh, and it's Kyle Murray this week. And, you know, Kurt Murray's been great this season, but he's kind of struggled over the last few games here now. And, you know, he's dealing with the ankle injury right now. He obviously hasn't practiced all week here. Again, that could just be more of him just trying not to agitate it during, the, during this week here and cause a fallback situation. But, you know, without possibly – DeAndre Hopkins at 100%. We only saw DeAndre Hopkins play like 25% of the snaps last Thursday night. No impossible AJ Green this week. And the 49ers, while they're not the best against quarterbacks, they have played a little bit better, not allowing over 240 yards over the last four games now. And the last time they played the 49ers this year already, they played them twice already within the first eight games. Uh, you know, he only ran, he only threw the ball for 230 times and a touchdown. He didn't even have a rushing touchdown. So for me, I'm slightly concerned because the one thing that the 49ers give up is rushing out to the quarterbacks, but I don't expect him to be running the ball too much if he's dealing with an ankle injury right now. So, yeah, I, I'm I'm kind of not feeling him this week, so I'm going to be trying to avoid him if I can or just lower your expectation on a guy like that. Yeah, I'm with you on that 100% one. It's gonna, oh, hey, Grandma. Hey, Grandma. Um, so, I, yeah, the other thing that I'm looking at is – that that he you know it's it's also a road game so you know it's going to be a little bit tougher doesn't look like weather is going to be an issue in san francisco but yeah i'm looking at uh I, I, it it could be a tough it could be a t- maybe he goes from being a you know qb4 to like qb8 <laughs> so yeah he's definitely on the lower end of that qb1 trail with these uh, yeah, recent performances yeah, you're still starting them but yeah you're not you're, you're not feeling great about it just not feeling great about it oh it's a tough one it's a tough one. Jibs, you guys want me to start up the uh, the sleepers on the running back side? Yeah. Let's, let's Sorry, guys, is- about that. I'm back now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's why I'm visiting people, right? Visiting family right now. So, you know, I had to go around and do that. But, yeah. Uh, so, there's, we're not going to go into the, the QB uh, 
rapid questions because there's not really not. But okay, one question. You start Taysom Hill this week. You picked him up. You start Taysom Hill. Yes, and Superflex. And I'm considering it on one of my teams where my other quarterback is Carson Wentz. So we're, we're kind of coin flip. I, I, co- I co-managed that team with a friend. And uh, in the next half hour, we're going to flip a coin. <laughs> flip a coin. <laughs> oh, yeah. I like that. We may start uh, Wentz. We may start Wentz just be, just from the simple fact that uh, he's for sure starting, and uh, and the the Saints still haven't said for sure that 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 Taysom Hill is starting. Yeah, I uh, think I'm I'm all board on Taysom Hill for sure. I'm on I'm on board against that Falcons defense. I'm all board. I love yeah. it. Yeah, he, he killed the Falcons. He killed the Falcons last year twice. Oh, he did. Twice. He did, and uh, I'm all aboard about it. So if you have him, I'd start him this week. I don't care. So he could have been my sleeper, but I feel like he's almost a star at this point. But we'll see. He did fully practice, which is a good thing. So, But I'm talking too much here. So let's get over to the running back sleepers at this point, guys. Jorge, what do we have at the RB sleeper this week? Uh, well, staying in, staying down in Jacksonville, Zach, though on the other side, Zach Moss. Uh, I think this is going to be a game where – uh, it's a big over. It's a big uh, point spread at fourteen and a half points, but uh, I think what's gonna the, I think they're gonna have to run the ball to salt the game away. But the other part about it is he got seven targets last week, and that was the big difference between him and Singletary. Singletary was getting a lot of targets, and so it really looks like he's ramping up the targets and being becoming a little bit more of a dual threat. And we know he's the goal line back for them uh, when it's not Josh Allen. So I'm looking at Zach Moss as possibly having a good week this week all right uh i i like it i'm so nervous on zach moss just because he's been inefficient the last week last two weeks but he was as long as he gets a touchdown more than likely he's pretty okay in fantasy football it's just that he needs to get back in that end zone this week here so hopefully he does do that against a pretty good defense a pretty bad defense this week so all right i like that pick there a lot coach jibs what do we got for you my friend Oh, sticking with the same team. I'm going to go back to the barrel last week. Kenneth game. Well, just because the Eagles are up, up by 38 points doesn't mean you could just drop the guy or pivot to the Howards of the world. Just think about this, like Boston Scott. I know he could be utilized as a receiving threat, but he only has three catches this year. Jordan Howard. He's just a evil touchdown vulture guys. Like he's not going to get any catches. The Eagles are going to have to do something in this game to keep up with the chargers. And I think it's going to be a Kenneth Gainwell week. So you can mark it right there. Start Kenneth Gainwell PPR leagues. I like yeah. that. I like that a lot, especially, yeah, they're going to be, especially going trailing. They might be trailing against the chargers. I think it's going to be, I like that pick a lot. They're going yeah, to need to go to them. I can't wait for our people to start Barson Scott this week and have the Kenny Gainwell week that we're <laughs> yep. we saw last week. So, uh, it's going to be interesting for sure. So uh, I like that pick as a sleeper there, Jibs. I really do. So for me, mine, guys, I went with Dearness Johnson, and you would say Dearness Johnson, Nick Chubb. Oh there. yeah, I like that. No, yeah, I get it. Nick Chubb is gonna see a big workload. Let's be real, but I think again, it was his first game back, so maybe I'm wrong on this, but they did like having multiple backs with Nick Chubb. They don't like Nick Chubb taking all the workload because they like to keep him fresh throughout the game. Dearness Johnson saw himself a decent workload. And the one thing I did like, he did see, you know, three targets in the air this past week here. Well, the Cincinnati Bengals give up the most receptions to RBs this season. Nick Chubb, you know Nick Chubb, he doesn't catch balls in the backfield. Someone else has to do that here. Demetrius Felton, he's a hybrid guy. DeAndre Johnson is going to be in the ballgame at times, and I think he might end up seeing a decent workload and seeing possibly 
four targets in this game, four or five targets in this game, and end up with a pretty decent fantasy day. And if you're struggling at RB with all the injuries and bye weeks still going on, he might end up putting a decent performance together this week. So he's my RB sleeper this week. As long as he doesn't vulture any TDs from Nick Chubb, because I've got I've got a lot of Nick Chubb on my teams. <laughs> I am so mad about that still. Yes. Uh, that really ruined my fantasy week, but uh, hopefully we get to some more Nick Chubb touchdowns the rest of the season. So Please, por favor. <laughs> All right, guys. So over to the RB bus now. Jorge, my friend, what do you got for us? Uh, staying down in the land of the sun, uh, Chase Edmonds. I, I'm, I'm, of course, I've had to keep it. A very close look on him because he's on the uh the team that the in our league together in the coach's sidecar league uh i looked and he I, I looked at what he did against san francisco last time he only got 34 total yards and his tar- his touches are just kind of going down they're kind of leveling more james connor is definitely their short yardage back and uh san francisco they're they're pretty tough on the against the running backs so i uh even and and again, this is a game that's in in San Francisco, so that's going to be a little bit tougher. Uh, I, I I hate to I, I hate to crumb on a guy that I have on one of my teams, but uh, that's what I think is going to happen this week. I think it's going to be a tough week for him. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of on the same page with you, honestly. I, I I don't like that he doesn't score enough touchdowns. You know, if he doesn't get a touchdown, it just seems like his day is kind of average at best. You know, but because. Uh, James Connors there stealing all the touchdowns. He continues to steal them every single week. Everything. Every His touchdown. conversion, like with inside the five yard line, is ridiculous on touchdowns this year. So he's got six within the five yard line. So when they get to close the goal line, it's it's all James Conner. So love the love that pick there. Like I thought about picking Chase Edmonds too. So I'm glad I went a different way because you got him. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, Coach Jibs, what you got on the play here? No, no, I'm not starting Chase Edmond this week, so thank you. All right. But um, it's Joe Mixon for me. He's playing the Browns. They give up the fifth fewest points to the running backs over this year. And Mixon's always penciled in for a huge workload, so that's guaranteed. But the Browns have been pretty stout defense. They only give up 68 rushing yards per game, which is the fourth fewest, in, which is tied for the fourth fewest in the NFL. And we saw last week Joe Mixon had a very advantaged match advantageous matchup against the New York Jets who gave up the most points to running backs. And he had a measly 2.3 yards per carry against the Jets. So uh, I think the Browns could do more better than that. And obviously he could get the 60 yards, but I think it's going to be more like on like 16 to 18 touches. And hopefully Joe Mixon could keep his reception totals up. I know that kind of could be, have like a huge variance with Jamar Chase, with Tyler Boyd, with T. Higgins out there. And that's what kind of saved him last week. So if he doesn't fall in the end zone, I think it's going to be a tough week for the Joe Mixon. Uh, I also had that as one of my other options. So I'm glad I went to my third option from the get-go. So, yeah, I'm not liking that matchup with Joe Mixon. Plus, I really do believe they throw the ball a lot in this game here, which kind of is the one weakness I think the Browns really give up a lot. So love that Agreed. good play. Agreed. It's gonna be a lot of a lot of those wide receivers, uh, those Bengals wide receivers. Another two hundred yards. So, guys, I went with Damian Harris here, and for me, when it comes to Damian Harris, he ran well the last few weeks now, and I don't hate it whatsoever. But they do play the Carolina Panthers. You know, they have been a little bit more vulnerable to running backs as of late here now at this point here. But the one place where you know you saw even last week that. It was happening in the passing game. You know, they were, you know, 
the Falcons were giving up, you know, receptions, were get, getting receptions and receptions with their running backs and kind of just, you know, using that to kind of beat the trend against these Carolina Panthers. Well, Damien Harris really doesn't catch the ball. And if he's not seeing at least a touchdown in this game here, he's going to get you a 15 for 60. And again, which isn't horrible for a running back here, but he doesn't really present the upside in a tough matchup that I really want to go with. I do believe even if P.J. Walker is a starter, I think this is going to be a game where it's not a blowout, where they're just going to run the ball the whole time with Damien Harris. And um, I think they need to get the the arm of uh, Mac Jones going a little bit this week here now. So for me, I think Damien Harris could end up being having a pretty mediocre fantasy day for us this week. So he is my bust. Plus, he doesn't catch any balls. He's just non-existent in the in the passing game. So, uh, yeah, I could I could totally see that. I, I like what you said about the about them having to pass. Hoping that's what I'm hoping they have to do. So, all right. So, a couple questions here on the rapid fire round, guys. Now, it seems pretty obvious who's a star and who's not, but there's a couple guys here, and it's the guys on the Tennessee Titans right now: Jeremy McNichols and Adrian Peterson. Do you start these guys? Yes or no? Against the Rams, against the Rams. I mean, the Rams. The Rams haven't been the great. They haven't been world beaters on defense. Like the, I mean, on, uh, against the running game, like they were last week. If I'm starting anybody, it's McNichols, and and mostly in a flex um, or a deeper league, uh, just because he's been catching the ball and he's been in the offense and not coming in off the street, which probably means that Adrian Peterson's going to go for 100 yards and a touchdown. So, gosh, I hope so. <laughs> Make me look bad. <laughs> Coach Chibs. I'm actually starting Adrian Peterson if he's going to be active for the game just because I've lost Derrick Henry. I have lost Monty. I have Leonard Fournette on the bye. And, yeah, things are looking uh, down. So, yeah, that's my given scenario. But I probably wouldn't start, I mean, Peterson. But I would flex McNichols in a desperate situation as well. By the way, uh, a note that I put, I sent out on Twitter earlier this week that uh, I think is pretty momentous. The Titans will be the first team in NFL history to roster two 2,000-yard se- running backs in the same season. Oh, oh wow. wow. So there's only been eight of them. <laughs> there's only been eight of them in NFL They got history. two. They got, they two, got two of wow. them in the same season. So how crazy is that? That's pretty cool to say out loud right there. I love that. That's a great, uh, great fan right there. I love that. <laughs> But in terms of these two guys, I think they're very, you know, format dependent. Uh, again, like McNichols is definitely a better PPR guy this week. You can expect him to probably catch the ball five to six times this week, I think, because uh, I think they're going to have to th- throw the ball a little bit more as they want to. Adrian Peterson, I think, is strictly a standard guy this week for me if you have to start him. Some people might have to like Jibs does. I think your expectation for him is to get like 12 carries for like 40 to 50 yards and maybe a touchdown. I think that's what you're getting out of week one. It, we'll find out a lot how this game works and how they're going to split up these carries, but I'm going to be starting AP with any confidence, but I definitely want to see if they give him a decent workload. That's going to be a big factor on him moving forward and his, uh, his fantasy value for the rest of the season. So uh, let's see, do we have another one here or two that we can talk about? We can mention, um, nah, let's go to wide receivers. All right, we'll go to wide receivers. All right, all right. We'll go to wide receivers. We are going up to hide on time here. So, all right, over to wide receivers now, guys. Jorge, what do you have as your wide receiver sleeper this week? Ooh, same game. Van Jefferson. Ooh, oh, yeah, I like that. Uh, ever since his 
his targets and his routes run have been going up and up and up. Last week, he turned three receptions into 88 yards. He is now their long, their deep threat, kind of taking over for Deshaun Jackson. But uh, I was looking, his routes last week were near even with Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. And the snaps were really close. So, you know, it's I, I think this kid is truly becoming a number three receiver in one of the most high powered and most efficient offenses in the NFL. I love I'm snapping him up wherever I can. No, I, I love that. I love that pick there. I'm, I'm really hoping he kind of can take that next level. I mean, I think maybe possibly next year we're talking about him as as a, as a pretty good wide receiver pending if they keep a guy like Bob Woods maybe next year. I don't know. I mean, they might. I love Bob Woods, but I mean. Van Jefferson, I think, has talent, just needs to see more opportunities in the offense. And he obviously is the third or fourth guy on the depth chart. But in the matchup like this, he's definitely worth a good flex play. So, Corey, I like that pick there a lot. I love it. Yeah, the Titans, are, the Titans are giving up yards like crazy to receivers. They sure are. There are. Coach Jibs, what do we got? Uh, this sucks. But I'm going with Brandon Ayuk. Yes, gasps. And I'm going out off the limb here. So um, I know he's been pretty much non-existent for majority of the season. And he's kind of turned the corner over the last two weeks. Like, but coming from nothing, like, it's kind of funny. But I just think with Debo kind of having that calf injury lingering, I think he could be utilized more on the offense. We saw last week he played a season high in snaps. I think it was 88%, although it didn't really mean to much production. But I think uh, when you're looking at the game, he gets utilized in the red zone. So I think that could be more of a kind of save a grace for you if you want to start him. But don't start him. I'm just saying like, I think he will have a good week this week. So he's my sleeper this week. Put him in your drafting lineup. So FanDuel, whatever you use, I think he's going to go off. Okay, I like. Not that. worried. Not worried if Kittle if Kittle comes back, taking some targets from him. I, I don't care. I think Ayuk's time's gonna come eventually. I think he's gonna be utilized, but it's gonna be tough to see. And Jimmy G's been playing good, so his targets have gone up. Very true. His targets have gone up, and he's played more snaps over the last few weeks here now. So that could be a big uh, indicator of him possibly seeing more opportunities too. So that's a good pick, there, Jibs. It's a solid pick. So I went even lower than you guys did on the Oh, wow. I went. Yeah, I went lower than that. I went with Tajay Sharp, uh, the Atlanta Falcons wide receiver. <laughs> uh, there's a couple of things you have to notice. You know, obviously this offense looked pretty bad last week. Kyle Pitts was bad. Russell Gage was bad. Uh, who was the only one that performed? Tajay Sharp. And the way I think the Saints okay. defense, it sounds scary on paper, right? The Saints defense sounds like a defense you don't want to play anyone against. Well, they do allow passing. And they've allowed a 300-yard pass over three of the last four weeks here now. Now, I'm not saying Matt Ryan's going to throw 300 yards. He probably won't. Uh, but he'll have enough passing yards. They're going to have to be forced to pass the ball because they can't run the ball on them. And I know Kyle Pitts is going to be one of their main people to lock down. Russell Gage is probably going to be the number two guy to get locked down, which means Tazi Sharp is going to see probably five or six targets in this game here. And at some point, they're going to probably play playing in garbage time, which will force them to kind of throw the ball more. And Tajay Sharp could benefit and end up seeing a touchdown this weekend. Again, it might be a little bit more of a 12-16 to 16 man league in terms of playing him because there's a ton of wide receivers out there. But he could end up being a guy who ends up seeing a top 35, top 40 play in fantasy this week. And he's probably, I think he's ranked outside the top 60 right now. So uh, for me, I think he can end up producing for you in fantasy. So that's my sleeper. I like that. I like that. Yeah, definitely the wide receivers against the Saints. Yes, definitely. 
All right. All right, my friend. Wide receiver bust this week, man. Who you who you down on this week? Oh, I hate to say it because uh, Jibs might Jibs might uh, turn turn off my camera. Uh, oh no, nah. Devonte Smith, Devonta Smith. I I just I don't like that matchup. And number three again, the Chargers are just so good against wide receivers. Number three against wide receivers, it's just. Uh, they don't give up a lot of yards, and Hertz doesn't throw for a lot of yards. I love Devonta Smith's talent. I just think this is going to be a rough week for him. I like it. Uh, I oh, I like it, but I don't like it because I love Devonta Smith for sure. But yeah, it's it's not a good match. I mean, you can't really trust anyone outside of Dallas Goddard in that passing game right now with the way Jalen Hurts is playing in the passing game. So. For me, even if it wasn't a good matchup, I'd probably want to sit him anyway because there's just no trust right now in that play, in his play. Jibs. I think the most you can get is like 50 yards if you're lucky, and if not, you're getting zero or 1.2 and 3.2. So I agree with that. I love that pick. For me, it's Marvin Jones. Surprise, he's playing the Bills. They only allow 122 yards to receivers this year. And they're not more on defense in the NFL. So um, I don't want to really take my chances with a defense that's only allowed two touchdowns to wide receivers so far this year. And they're going to expose the hell out of that rookie, Trevor Lawrence. And he's going to have a tough day in the offense, office. So I don't really want to trust the Jaguar scope positions now, even with uh, without James Robson either. I would That was probably my only pick I would have picked this week as a start for the Jaguars. But slim pickings this week. Don't start anybody. Yeah. Maybe Jamar Agnew, deep sleeper. I wouldn't. I think Jamar Agnew ends up being the best receiver on the day, to be honest. Again, I, <laughs> I can see that. I can totally see that. He's just getting, I mean, he 12 targets last week Ridiculous. for Jamal Agnew. <laughs> Ridiculous. Special but, team uh, superstar. I know. I love it. I love <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So for my wide receiver bust this week, it's Mike Williams. And, you know, after probably one of the best starts in his career, he's had three duds in three of the last four games now. And they do play the Philadelphia Eagles. And the Eagles against wide receivers are pretty good this year. They allow the third fewest fantasy points to wide receivers. And unless he's going to be seeing seven-plus receptions, usually wide receivers don't have great games. And I don't expect him to have a great game this week. He just really hasn't performed to his – standard he was showing us early in the season herbert's also dealing with his own injury uh you know that could force him not to be able to throw the ball as much i think he has something in his hand if i'm not mistaken and just mike williams is dealing with his own injuries right now and it's hard to trust him in a lineup right now because he's played so poor in three of his last four games and this matchup isn't a an, an easy matchup for sure and i'm not liking him and if i could sit him this week i'm looking other directions like jalen waddle you know look someone else to get him in the starting lineup over Mike Williams. Like I just, I can't trust him right now in lineups because his, his plays which has been so poor. He's getting slayed you know, I too. Just, Yo, he's yeah. He's getting Darius Slay on him. Oh yeah. Darius Slay. Yeah. Darius Slay. We all know. Out. I also got, I just got an offer of Mike Williams for Calvin Ridley in a dynasty league. So Ooh. I'm a contender, the not not ours, Stephen, a different one. Uh, <laughs> uh, need you more with us. Yeah, exactly. As I'm really consider, I mean, I'm really considering it because I don't know when Ridley's coming back, and you know, it'd be great to. And it's a 20 team league, uh, so it's just yeah, it's nuts. Ooh, I know. I think they this. even call it the freak show. 
Yeah. All right. Oh so any well, living, but any any breathing body is is helpful. So Mike Williams and Matt Ryan for Tyree Kill and a third. What is it? Matt Ryan, Mike Williams for Tyree Kill and your third round pick next year. And my third. Okay, we're going to talk about this offline. So that's, that's to, <laughs> I come up with the trade before the show ended. <laughs> that is something to think about. That that is something to think about. I got a, I got Tyrod Taylor back. I got a QB to give up. So just working my angle. Okay. I need to push my way to the championship somehow. My team that's I have Aaron Jones, Derrick Henry, and Christian McCaffrey. We know two of them are injured. So Ooh. it is what it is for right now. So. But uh, we're getting off topic here, guys. So okay. sorry about that. I just had to throw it out there. So um, to go back to the, going over to tight ends now. Um, all right, what is your tight end sleeper this week? Tight end sleeper this week, Tyler Conklin over Minnesota. Man. Oh, did I take him from you? <laughs> go ahead. I want to shoot some stats <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> well, you know, Tyler Conklin, I just I think he's getting targets, and the, the Ravens are number 32 against running against tight ends. They're I mean, they've been beaten up by big time tight ends this season. So I, I look, I'm going to let Jibs kind of play on the, you know, have fun with some stats. So okay. Yeah. So bad. these guys are so bad. They allowed three touchdowns to tight ends in the last two games. They allowed a tight end to score and out of the seven games they played so far this year. So I endorse, he gets the Jibs stamp of approval as the tight end stream of the week. And he has great matchups. He was my waiver wire pickup. If you saw the show on Tuesday, and he has great matchups coming up. All bottom feeders of the NFL against tight ends. So it's a dream to be made. If you ask me. All right. So you're giving me a combo sleeper between the two of you. Is that what you're saying right now? <laughs> you want me to steal yours? Beef, tell us about yeah. Pat Firemuth, please. Not Pat Firemuth. The Bears are great <laughs> against tight ends. I'm not starting Pat Firemuth, even though I want to. Uh, but for me, and it really will depend on this next player, Albert O. From the Denver Broncos. Mm. And if Noah Fan is out this week, Albert O had think an opportunity that. last year where he played pretty well. Uh, it was only like a two-game stretch. He played decent. Um, but new quarterback situation here this year. And Albert O last week even played better than Noah Fan did in his first game back after being injured for the last three weeks here. And, again, outside of the top two guys and maybe Tim Patrick you could throw in there, of course, uh, this is, might be a passing game for the Denver Broncos here because the Cowboys don't allow a lot of rushing yards, and it might be for, they might be forced to pass the ball a little bit more. And if Noah Fant is out, I'd be really interested to start uh, Alberto as a streamer option this week for sure. And I'll give you another one in case he actually Noah Fant plays, and obviously Alberto means nothing. But this is a deep, deep, deep guy. But Mercedes Lewis. Uh, they play the Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City Chiefs gave up the most fantasy points to tight ends this year. Jordan Love is a young rookie quarterback. They're going to need a reliable tight end to throw to. Mercedes Lewis almost had a touchdown last week, had it not got called back because he just stepped out of bounds. Mm. Oh, I think it was a holding penalty, honestly. I think that's what happened with him last week. But I'd give him another opportunity and see if you could throw him in there and see what happens if he can snag a touchdown or something or at least 40 to 50 yards for you this week. So. Right. I got a deeper sleeper. Oh, got man. one. Ooh. Deeper than Mercedes Lewis? <laughs> yeah. Love it. Oh, I guess so. Jeff Swain, Tennessee Jeff Titans Swain. tight end. We've seen, like, I was, like, in love with Anthony Furster throughout the offseason, and I thought he would get the most opportunity. But, like, he's just losing ground on the depth chart. We saw Jeff Swain catch 
who's typically a black inside for the Tennessee Titans catch five, four catches, score touchdown. And without Derrick Henry, they're going to rely on Ryan Tannehill. We've seen Julio Jones be in and out on that offense every other week. We know AJ Brown's there. Obviously they're going to utilize McNichols more, but I could see them leaning on a tight end situation. And I don't care about the matchup, but I think Jeff Swain is going to get some use this week. So that's my super deep tight end sleeper of the week. Damn, we're giving them deep this week. I love it. That's a cheap DFS play. I love it. He's probably like- DFS this week now. But oh, my app in a few minutes and do that. So, all right, guys. So over to the tight end bus. Oh, we, me and Jib like to call the tight end lower expectations because anyone outside the top five could be a bust any single week. So, Jorge, my friend, who do you have as a someone that you're concerned about? We'll say that. Uh, Tyler Higby. He's just not getting the volume right now. And that's, uh, that, that's the tough part. He's not getting that. He's gotten one game with like more than two or three targets in the last four, in the last four weeks. He's just, Oh, it, it's, it's been rough because uh, you Cooper cup is having an all world season. You're still getting targets going Robert Woods way and Van Jefferson's going, going crazy. So I, you know, much as, and I've got Tyler Higby on a few teams and it's, it's been rough sledding watching him just kind of have those pedestrian weeks. I agree with you. Yes, I am not a big fan. I started him last week and I was not in through, thrilled with it and he got dropped in my redraft. I have Mike Kosicki and George Kittle already, so I didn't need to start Tyler Higby. but the matchup looked good last week, but it failed me. So not dealing with him again, but yeah, I agree with you. Not the best week to want to start Tyler Higby. So Jib knows a pivot. So who do you got? I think I picked Tyler Higby. <laughs> But um, my time bus is Kyle Pitts this week, and the Saints have not allowed a tight end to score a touchdown this year. And the most yards they've given up to a tight end were 55 yards. And guess who? It was Dan Arnold. Not your average name, but for a tight end who's pretty good. But he scored seven and a half, seven half PPR points, and that was the season best against the Saints so far. Every other tight end scored less than that. But I know Kyle Pitts is a special talent. He's not mercedes lewis or the robert tunyon or dan arnold and uh, oj howard or like freaking um just names like those he's going to be utilizing the offense there's no calvin ridley so there could be a chance he doesn't bust but like we also saw last week where he was the main guy in the offense and the falcons were kind of crazy but hopefully they get their stuff together but i'm a little skeptical of kyle pitts this year then this week the matchup is going to be tough for him even if he lines up so much at wide receiver, and I was thinking about that when I like finished writing this, but um, all over him. Yeah, he, I don't know. I just don't know. Maybe, maybe might be, Lattimore follows him when he goes outside. You know, yeah, that's that's the one thing, and we know that Lattimore has been shadowing guys, and he's been having a good season. He loves to punk guys, man. I mean, did you guys see that game against DK Metcalf? Where oh my just, god. <laughs> Yeah, it was a, they hate each other. They really do hate each other. It, it looked like Rocky out. and Drago, you know. <laughs> it's just like he's just punching up to him. It was awesome. So, yep. Tajay Sharp's going to have to beat the Saints this week. Not Calvin. So. <laughs> not starting him anywhere, but I hope he does. So, all right, guys. Uh, for my tight end bust, and it's not a bust because you're going to start him probably anyway because it's Mark Andrews. And Mark Andrews does play the Minnesota Vikings this week. Minnesota hasn't allowed a touchdown to tight ends at all this year. And outside of the first two weeks of the season, they've kind of held tight ends in check. They really haven't allowed a lot of tight end points here. And 
for me, you saw what happened with Dalton Schultz, who have been on fire this season, go two for 11. I know it was Cooper Rush, but still. And, you know, Rashad Bateman's going to be there for another week. Sammy Watkins could be back in this matchup this week here. Maybe they try to focus getting the run a little bit more. I'm not saying sit him, but I don't know if he's going to see the big target workload we saw a couple weeks ago uh, when it was him and Hollywood Brown basically just running the show. And this is a good matchup for wide receivers, so it might be a week where not looking to really start. Uh, we're going to start, but just lower your expectation. He might not have a top five week. He might be more of a low-end tight end one week, which for most people it's pretty good, but just don't expect them to put your saving – basically don't don't rely on him to help you win your fantasy week or keep you competitive, basically. So that is my tight end bust of the week. All right, guys, uh, we're going to wrap things up here. As I said, about the 45-minute mark. So, Jorge, my friend, thank you so much for joining in, buddy. Uh, this was a lot of fun, as always. Love always having you on. You always great. Uh, you bring a great atmosphere to the show. No, thank you. Gracias so much. And, uh, it, it, and yeah, I didn't re- realize that I was going to leave with a trade a real trade offer. So not <laughs> something for me to actually consider. Uh, thank you so much, guys. Again, please, uh, you know, we're all familia. So uh, please, everybody, you know, obviously you guys are spiking the like and giving the, you know, giving love to uh, the coaches, making sure you're following them. And if you get, if you get a little chance, uh, go over, subscribe on our side, that familia FFB, wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Absolutely. So, guys, if you could do that for us, we'd appreciate it, obviously. So, we do appreciate that. And as always, guys, you can check out our website at www.thefantasycoaches.com. Uh, we got, you know, we got our rankings up there. We got a couple articles popping up from time to time here. You know, obviously, all of our podcasts will be up there, so you can follow them as they as they get posted and everything. So, it was just a one stop area to see all of our work at once here. And if you ever want to ask us any fantasy questions, we're always you know, always live on Twitter on Sunday mornings at Coaches Fantasy. You can ask us any fantasy questions, help you out with your start and sit questions. If you have waiver questions, we'll help you out as well. We're you know, kind of always here for you if you need us. And if you ever want to reach out to me and Coach Jibs, you can do that at Coach Stephen P. Concho. So we appreciate you guys for listening in tonight. Tune in until next Monday. We'll be back on the show doing waiver wires for week 10. Until then, guys, have a great one. The bag is not far fed. We got a couple of broadcasts. I've been feeling super duper. How the heck they know the future? Come with me, don't be a loser. Grass is green like pooper scoopers. Clueless analysts don't do the half of this. In fact, I'm backing this by asking if y'all remember that tough act interacting. Shh, like boom, running like zoom. The highest and mighty has entered the room. High off the knowledge, I'm feeling the fumes. All players covered in nuts and legumes. Opponents are doomed, and these are the facts. I keep it 100 like I'm running track. I listen up, Jack. Back on my head back, back to the blowing up, blowing up, blowing up, go.